0: the North American distributor for composite development fly rods and accessories. 40 years of Kiwi ingenuity and graphite technology now available at cd-fishing.us or your local CDUSA dealer. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. And remember to go fishing. Here's your host, the Carnops, and this is the February Room.
2: As fly fishing becomes more viral, access to information on destinations is easier than ever. But as many of us know, social media can have a negative effect, particularly when the primary goal of the user is likes and attention. My next guest, Brett Edstrom, shares one of his experience of a not so savvy social media influencer. And, um, you know, I always like to think like, what is a social media influencer? Who is a in- social media influencer? But I'm I'm really excited to learn more about your story today, Brett. Um, you kind of shared a little bit of the snippets of it with me via email. So thank you for joining me today.
3: Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I don't get that either. What? I, how is that a job?
2: I don't understand it at all. I'm glad that we're both on the same page because I would never, like I'll even see on somebody's post or like a public figure, I'm like, what makes somebody a public figure via social media? I wouldn't consider myself an influencer. i I would definitely don't think I influence anybody. I'm just trying to you know, tell stories. but um, let's hear let's hear your your story because I think it's um, I think there's a lot of good uh, points that we get to talk about in terms of like, you know, yeah. we also become a society where we really judge people. and I think you kind of overcame a lot of crazy. A crazy situation and made it into a good one
3: well it was kind of an interesting day so it it started out with with it it's opening day on a, on a stretch of river around here that opens later than all the other water and it's a wonderful place to fish and so it's kind of fun because you get that old school opening day thing which isn't always around anymore because things are open kind of all the time but in this river that's not the case so
2: and we should probably say this is somewhere in Minnesota.
3: Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Without naming it. That's against right. the rules. It,
2: always it, it's always against the rules. You can never <laughs> say exactly the spot. But we'll just say Minnesota. Good luck. Yes.
3: Yeah. They have, or Minnesota, you could call it even. <laughs> love that. <laughs> so we're all going. It's 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 me, with two boats. So uh, I've got a friend named, we call him Cousin John, and he's an old guide that's been guiding around here for forever. And he's on the day off, and he's fishing with another friend. We call him Fish Boss. And then I've got two folks in my boat that I won't name because I haven't talked to them, but they're much younger than me, but really fun to fish with. They can row and they can cast, and you can't ask for anything more than that. So we're headed up to the river, and we get there and at the put-in, and there's... A bunch of cars and trailers there and they all have license plates from a different state which is a little unusual but not unheard of but my friends
2: are
3: all the same state in and in a pretty good bunch of them
2: can we can you tell us which state it's from
3: i don't know if i should okay so wait till the end then you de- then we'll talk about
2: it okay good good good
3: <laughs> all right so But my friends, my younger friends who are very dialed into social media are are suspicious right away that, Hey, this could be the so-and-so influencers. So we get the boats launched and we head down the river and it's row, row, cast, cast, and having a nice day, picking up a fish here and there. Now it's early May. So we're trying not to fish the beds, you know, we're just keep moving and keep fishing and. We come around a bend, and then there's a whole bunch of boats. It's in a spot where the river widens out, gets a little shallow, and it's a known bedding area. Mm. And these guys are all anchored up around these beds, and they are just pounding them. No. There must have been four or five boats. No. And... So my friends are all, all excited because now they recognize them, and it is these people. Oh, my gosh, it's so-and-so. So I said, well, you understand that they're anchored up on beds right now and, and hammering them, and they are kind of disappointed to hear that, but it's not illegal. We weren't breaking the law. So we start rowing way around them to get get by, and as we're doing this, we see one of them catch a really nice fish. Uh. And you got to remember that a, a big smallmouth bass is old. It's at least ten years old. It takes—they're not like trout. They don't. It takes them a long time. They live a long time, and it takes them a long time to get big. And which is fine, good for you. You got a nice fish. But then they proceed to start taking pictures of this thing, and they take them with one camera, and then they take it with another camera, and all this time we're rowing around them and then they take out the video camera and then they move it and they pulled it in front of the boat that they're schlepping you know in front of the logo and getting a little bit annoyed by it because you know if you're going to kill a fish just kill it and eat it you know yeah. don't don't kill it and throw it back in the river so anyways there you go so yeah. everybody's a little bit annoyed but then we get by them and you get over it you can't let that kind of thing wreck your day <laughs> and we continue on down the river and have a nice day and we get to the landing and cousin John and fish boss are there and they're getting their boat out and I get my boat ready to get out. And there's a guy there in a fishing kayak and he is just nervous, 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 and not quite sure what's going on with that, but we keep an eye on him, and we get our boats out of the water. I'm telling you, <laughs> this guy looks like a gummer at a Wednesday night soup supper. And I don't know if you know what that is, but that's a nervous looking dude.
2: <laughs> what was he and nervous about?
3: I don't know. I At this point, we don't know why he's, why he's bummed out, but we get our boats out. And finally, we decide, you know, we got to check on this guy. And it turns out that he wants to know if we know where his car is and of course we don't <laughs> it's obviously not at this landing and and then it turns out that you know he's one of these group of influencer people and he's really worried because it's starting to get a little bit dark and the, oh i forgot to mention when we were doing the shuttle i ran into a really big pretty black bear walking around oh. <laughs> And they had seen it too. And so that spooked them a little bit. And so obviously they had taken out the wrong landing. So we talked to them a little bit and we figured out where their cars were, which was five miles by river.
1: <laughs> oh, jeez.
3: <laughs> and probably 12 miles by foot. So- Oh, um, ouch. We've all been there i mean yeah you make a mistake i mean gosh the first time that a bunch of us went out to wyoming hunting we we lost fish boss and had to call search and rescue to come get him so ah! i could tell you that story when we're done if you want
2: yeah let's let's hear that story after this one yes
3: <laughs> so we decided that we're going to help him. well the the people i had in my boat need to get going so So I got them back up to their cars and did our shuttle, and Cousin John took care of this guy and got him down to the correct landing. And then we agreed to meet up, you know, where he was dropping them to chit-chat and do your normal, eat snacks and talk about the day. So we do that, and (laughs) I get back down there, and, and Cousin John and Fish Boss and I are, you know, chit-chatting and eating snacks and watching these guys do their shuttles because they had a whole bunch of cars down there and uh, finally what turns out to be I would imagine was the ringleader I kind of wonder if it might have been kind of a quasi hosted trip of some sort but anyways the ringleader gets there and he comes walking over you know all cocky and everything and I'm assuming he's going to come over and say hey thank you you know we were in a pickle and you helped us out. Um, but that's not what he does. He he, he says, Hey, fly fishermen like stickers. And he hands cousin John a handful of stickers promoting himself, turns around and walks away. He was pretty funny.
2: <laughs> What'd you do with the stickers?
3: Uh, well, I've got a plan for them. There's a there's a guy that is a guide in the area and he's kind of a interesting cat. And I think I'm not going to stick it on his truck, but I'm going to put it under his windshield wiper. The next time I see him at a landing.
2: I love that. He's, I a mean-
3: fun, he's a, he's not a bad guy and he's a really good guide, but he's, he's, he's fun to wind up. But anyway, so those guys take off and we're like, wow, that was interesting. Um, but it gets better. So that was Saturday and that was the opening day of the season. And, and, you know, a week or two later, just for giggles, I listened to their podcast about their trip just to kind of see if any of this stuff got in there. And it turns out they had been fishing since Wednesday. So they fished oh. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday out of season. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not good.
2: Not good. You know, I think... Uh, we, I think we talked about this, um, the style of fishing that I normally do a lot is do it yourself style. And, um, especially, oh, for instance, when Jess and I went to Alaska, we were very lucky that we were with some local, uh, guide up there for the first day before we kind of like ventured into doing our own thing. Because one of the things is if you're not seeing these fish all the time and seeing like um the difference of like silvers and the different salmons and how many you can harvest, you can get yourself in trouble, right? Like yep. and I think it's um if it's your responsibility as uh, do yourself anglers to make sure that you know those regulations. And you know it does break my heart because I mean when we went to Wisconsin and I had my first time experience of smallmouth fishing and went with um Hayward the Hayward fly Shop people who are amazing
0: um, yeah, group up nice there. Yep.
2: Amazing. Yeah. And we went with Ben and you know, I I always am really conscious about like taking pictures um with fish out of the water. There's been a few times where I do it because I'm like really excited, but with the small mouth, it's just like that that's such a hard fight. Like I can't imagine yeah, that those fish are ready to hold their yeah, breath.
3: You know, and I'm not, I'm not super crazy about that. I mean, my, my feeling is, it is any wild animal, you just got to treat it with respect. Yeah. So if, if you need a picture, just get it and get the fish back in the water. And, yes, you know, just, just get her done and, and put it in. And I don't know that you need a picture of every one of them.
2: Yeah. Um, like, especially like the baby Brooks, you know what I'm talking about? Like people will be like, mm-hmm. and it's in my hand. I'm like, uh why do we need to have a picture of a baby brook like laying on your hand like that? Like, I don't know. Yeah. That just doesn't, it just doesn't sit well with me. And, you know, I'm trying to be a bit, a better advocate of, um, being a, like a, you know, I think that social media is so great. Cause I mean, there's so many opportunities where I'm seeing people post these fish and I want to go fishing there. And I really do, love also seeing these fish that I've never, like peacock bass and, you know, permit. I, I do love seeing these fish because I just don't get to see them here in Montana. Yeah. Um, but like you said, I think the biggest thing is if you're going to take a photo, um, we, when I was working in outdoor television, uh, it was always, put the fish underwater one, two, three, lift up one, two, three, back down. And so it was a three second, um, lift, uh, lift up. And so I always do appreciate that because I mean, sometimes you do want to get a great picture of a fish. I mean, there's, you want that memory to last. Um, but it's also trying to be true to like, why are you, you know, you want to be true to the experience too, you know? Like, did yep. you go out there yeah. just to go fish on reds just to, just for a show? I, you know, it's, yeah, it it's- turns out, you know,
3: it's funny how, you know, everybody's got a different ethos on this stuff. So, you know, generally yeah. most of the people that I run with that is just not something you would do. Um, you, you know, you don't fish reds and you don't fish spawning beds and you just, that's just something you don't do, but I, I list on there. These guys are into it. That's the way they do it. They do it on purpose and that's their thing. And I guess if you're not breaking the law, just, that's fine. But, but yeah. But
2: why is that not breaking the law? I mean, that totally blows my mind. I mean, I know we have, um, you know, we always put so much faith into like our the people in charge of that. But sometimes it is hard to believe that that isn't something that shouldn't. Like, why is that? Why is that okay? I don't think it yeah. should be.
3: Well, I don't know. I you know, I wish we knew more. We don't know much about smallmouth bass, and and they've become really popular. And so I don't. There's just a lot about them we don't know. we don't know as much about them as we do trout, and yeah, you know they're kind of treated you know even up here, we all really like them, but I mean the walleye is the king up here, and that's where most of the dollars and thought and all that stuff goes towards. Because that's what people <sighs> like to do and and that's fine, but you How? know I think, I think over time it's 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 starting to change i
2: mean
3: yeah it, and most we'll happens
2: like down like if if people were like to ask me what is my favorite fish to catch it's smallmouth hands down i yeah. love it it is it like is the, so
3: much fun yeah it is That's the, my they're like footballs thing. yeah it well and it's just if you like drift boats and you like casting fly rods like you know quote unquote they're meant to be cast uh, you just it's kind of hard to argue with floating down a wild river in the floating through the grass woods bombing flies at the bank
2: <laughs> yeah and like just like the whole action of it like i love like the top water action that's going yeah. on it and it's it's uh like quiet but then at the same time it's just like not and then once you have a, a small mouth on it's like they are so they're the toughest fighting Fish. I mean, I haven't explored all around the world of fish yet. I'm hoping to, but uh, smallmouth is like I, I I hold that fish dear to my heart. Yeah, I just it, love it's, them.
3: It's really fun. It's it's just a it's just a wonderful way to spend a day. So and it, you know I'm a little concerned about them. We'll see how things go because as they've become more popular, we're getting there's a lot more pressure up here than there ever used to be. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll find out if they can handle it.
2: I know it's so hard because. You know, I what I love about because you know we have our family cabin in northern Wisconsin, and I love I just it's just my place where I feel like I'm able to refuel. You can see like there's it's getting more popular because I think people are trying to find places like that, and the North yeah. Woods is really a, a special place for regaining your mental, <laughs> mental strength. Yeah. Is yeah, well, I grew up
3: in a camp, probably not very far from the one you did. So, I mean, I, I, I get it. And I think part of it is, is just the, you know, there's a general increase in the people that are interested in fly fishing and that's good. And it's bad.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: and then you guys have gotten really crowded. I mean, really. Yeah. I and mean, if yeah. you want to have a nice day in a drift boat, it's almost easier to do it out here than it is out there now.
2: So, oh Yeah.
3: And so I don't, I, you know, that's part of it, but it's just it's something we're going to have to be mindful of and, and see how things go. Because, you know, you're not killing the fish, but you are killing the fish. I mean, you kill some. It's a blood sport, even if you're letting them go. So
2: without a doubt, I mean, yeah. I probably thinking about social media, social media has probably increased fish killings more than. More than anything, <laughs> it does
3: right? to be kind of you know. It's the social media has changed some too, and, it, and you know I look at my, I don't do anything except Instagram anymore, just because Facebook is just generally people being mean to each other. <laughs> and, but I mean, you can kind of go down the your feed now, and it's pretty predictable. It's a attractive human with a giant fish. Attractive human with a giant fish, attractive human in an exotic destination.
2: Yeah. And they love to put that fish like right up into the lens, like feed it into Mm -hmm. the lens. And so if you have like long arms, but yeah, yeah, I wonder, I I think at one point everyone, that's going to change. I I hope so. I think that um, as social media and as influencers become more popular, I hope that there's more there's like people are going to want to see something different, you know, like especially even hunting, you know, I kind of like more of the action photos or like yeah. the act of doing. So like if someone had shot an elk, like I, I don't necessarily need to see the the face being pulled up and the antlers being, Right. you know, I like to see like, oh, we've harvested this and we're hiking down the mountain. and. And, and not that, I think that's still, like you said, I think when we take animals, um, it's still really emotional for me to see an animal pass away just recently when Jess and I went on our elk hunt. And this will be a great way to tie into your lost story. But, you know, when we had to put another shot into that elk, I just, just. Paused my eyes and cried because it's just like this such beautiful animal. And I'm just so grateful that we get to take field to table. And I just want to honor that animal by providing for my family and also like the hard work that goes into it. You know, like there, there's no leftovers at all at the dinner table. Cause I'm like, this animal did not die for nothing. I you know, we
3: it does make you want to be careful with how you treat the meat. That's for sure, and it's
2: oh.
3: and you're 100 percent right. It's sometimes it's messy, and and you do the best you can. But I mean, that thing did not want to die. You know, he didn't and, want to die. No, but he
2: was with his ladies. He was getting yeah. it on. He was like having the time of his life. He had five. He had five ladies. He was probably just like hanging out with, and they all loved him. And it was um, it's an emotional ride, and. The other thing is I always tell um you know people are like what do you like about elk hunting and I think it's really the one moment where Justin and I can come together and it really makes our marriage stronger once a year because we're really collaborating together in terms of like strategy and trying to figure out how we're going to shoot an elk and what's the best way to go which hill do we go on and then um you know Justin most of the time sometimes has to wait for me like Cause he's a big guy, like just I'm not, he's, he's tall, he's got long legs and I've got short legs. And sometimes I think he has to remember that he can't hike going 35 miles per hour up a mountain. He's got to wait for the one with the, with small legs to catch up. <laughs> and so it's like such a, I, I just love elk hunting and uh, I'm so curious about your story.
3: Oh, how of- we lost fish boss. <laughs>
2: Yeah. How did you, and I love the name. Why do you call him Fish Boss?
3: Because he's very good at fishing and he's an excellent trip organizer. So, and if you like to do group trips with your buddies, the best thing to do is just let somebody be in charge. It just makes things much simpler and he's good at it. So we love call it. him Fish Boss.
2: But obviously he wasn't very good at strategizing. Well, he actually, he,
3: he wasn't, he wasn't. So here's how this So I'm out there and, and all the guys I hang out with have nickname. So it's me, it's Fish Boss, it's the guy we call the Grinch, and a guy we call Pogo. And we're out there and we're going to, we're going to hunt antelope. And we had never done it before. So we go out there and it's the first morning and we get out there and it just gets light. And and we decide, okay, you're going to go over here in glass and you're going to go over here in glass and blah, blah, blah. And we're going to meet here at back here at nine. Okay, go. (laughs) <laughs> so we all come back at nine except for Fish Boss, and he never comes back, and he never comes back. And now it's noon, and we're getting a little worried because, you know, you're in an unfamiliar place, and that just makes you a little jittery. Yeah. And uh, So then we go on, and we're looking for him, and we're glassing for him, and, and now it's like 2, 3 o'clock, you know. Now we're getting really worried about him. And we're, well, what do we do, you know? And the other thing is, you know this from hunting out there, but when you're up on those hills glassing and looking, it feels like you can see everything, mm-hmm. but you really can't. I mean, no. there's all kinds of little increases, but, you know, you're thinking I'd see him if whatever. So we finally decide after he's however many hours late that we got to call somebody. And so we call and then the search and rescue guys come out. And by the way, if you ever want to know who the, I'm in the public safety business for work, but so I know these guys. But if you want to know who the good people are in any given community, just go to the volunteer fire hall.
2: Yeah, without a doubt.
3: And it's not the only thing they do. Every one of them is given back to the community in multiple ways. But anyway, so In, you know, a place like that, that's who comes out is they've got a search and rescue that's kind of organized through the volunteer fire guys and the EMTs and stuff. So they come out and they're like, well, what's going on? And we're like, well, we were supposed to meet at whatever time. And, you know, now it's this time. Should we be worried? And they're like, yeah, that's a long time. We better go find this guy. (laughs) (laughs) And so... (laughs) We all get, you know, they get organized and they get their radios out and they get the maps out and they make a plan and and everybody's ready to cast off. And then they're off in the distance. Here comes Fish Boss walking back in with an antelope on his back. <laughs> and he comes, he gets back to us and he's like, what? <laughs> Why are all these strangers here?
2: Were you, do you ever do this? Like whenever there's a scenario of like, okay, um, say fish boss passes away like this isn't be awful we're going to have to drive this home we're going to have to drive back home we have to oh, call like, his family. I, yes,
3: how, yes i know your wife i know your kids how am i going to explain this
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, I will never go antelope hunting again (laughs) without thinking about fish boss. Like you just kind of create um, scenarios. And then all of a sudden he's just like piggybacking an antelope on his back. Like, Hey. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I mean, so what happened was he saw one way the hell out there. And then he, so then he, you know, and he gives chase and then he catches up to it and he kills it. And then he, and then he's got to skin it and quarter it and put it in the, you know, get it into his backpack and all that stuff. And, he's never done that before none of us had ever done that before so that took him a little bit of time but um yeah it was pretty interesting so you you go through that where you're for about 20 seconds you're super happy to see him and then you're pissed
2: yes (laughs) well Brett, i just have to say i feel like every midwestern is just a good storyteller i mean my (laughs) uncle's a great storyteller and just even listening to you i'm like Man, Midwest people, I mean, you guys need to have just a whole podcast podcast just yeah, dedicated to Midwestern yeah. storytellers.
3: You want to hear a quick one about the Grinch?
2: Let's do it. The Grinch. And why is he? Okay, I, I mean, I have an idea of why you would call someone the Grinch, but I need to know why well, you he's, call him the Grinch. Yeah,
3: he's he's grouchy and he hates Christmas, so we call him the Grinch. But <laughs> he's less Grinchy now uh, than he used to be. He He married in his late 40s, I think. <laughs> Because
2: someone, no woman wants to be with someone who doesn't like Christmas.
0: I
3: well, like Christmas. apparently this gal does, and she is a, She's actually had become you know one of my best friends as well. But she is a love fantastic it. person, and he is decidedly less Grinchy now. Good, but he will be forever known as the Grinch. So, <laughs> anyways, I love it. Grinch Fish Boss and I are out out west, and we're when we're fishing the tailwater in your state. And we're there in the spring, and we're looking for blooming olives. And I have fished this river a lot, so I know it fairly well. And we knew about when the blooming olives should come off, and we knew about where we wanted to be. So we set up there, and we get to waiting. And, and I'm patient, and I want to just do the dry fly thing, but Grinch is not. And so he <laughs> marked off downstream, and he's going to go fish down below me. And he gets down, and I can see him. But if I want to talk to him, I'd have to yell. And Fish Boss is up around the corner, so he's not involved. And I'm standing there waiting. And sure enough, you start seeing the backs of the fish, so they're eating the emergers, and you can fish that. That's fun. And then it's it's progressing a little bit, you know, further. And now they're eating the dry flies, and it's pick a fish, get the drift, catch the fish, pick the fish. the drift catch a fish super fun and i'm very much concentrating on that and then all of a sudden a blue cloud of profanity comes rolling up the river from the direction (laughs) of the grinch and i turn around and i look and he's swearing, swearing like a sailor and he's pointing at the water with his index finger and he's pointing over here and then he's pointing over there and he's pointing back behind him and then and I can't figure out what he's doing, if he's being attacked by an otter or what. But I watched this for a while and he doesn't look like he's going to die. And I really don't want to leave these fish. And so I just keep an eye on it. And, it, and eventually it kind of all settles down. And he's not screaming anymore. So I'm like, all right, he's fine. So I go back to fishing and eventually I hear crunch, 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 come up the bank behind me. And it's the Grinch and he says, I need your help. And I'm Said, I'm sorry, I've got a rising fish here. You're going to have to wait. And he says, No, I need your help right now. And so I turn around and walk over there. And he turns out he's got a Ray Charles stuck in the tip of his index finger and he didn't debarb it. And what had happened is he was fishing a double nymph ring rig and he caught a fish on the lower fly. When he was trying to unhook it, he dropped it. So he was fighting this fish by a hook in his finger, <laughs> which explains the screaming and swearing.
2: So how did you, were you able to properly get the hook out of his finger?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just, yeah. And reminding him the whole time that this is why you debarb your hooks and you do not fish double rent niff rigs. It's bad.
2: <laughs> you just had the magic touch, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: What is your nickname? What do they call you?
3: I don't really have one. I don't, I, I don't, maybe they don't like me enough.
2: Man, Brett. Well, okay. What would you like? Actually,
3: nickname? once in a while, they'll call me little buddy because, and that goes back to Gilligan and I get lost on a frequent basis, not lost, lost, but sometimes when I go into the Grouse woods, it takes me longer to get out than you would think.
2: I love that. I think yeah. that's awesome. That's a mm-hmm. good nickname. Little buddy. Like, yeah. you wouldn't want to be called Large Buddy.
3: No, no, we wouldn't want to be Large Buddy. It's more because I get lost than the, than what I look like.
2: Although <laughs> I that's not it. as much
3: fun anymore because it's hard to get lost these days because all the electronics and everything, it's, it doesn't happen anymore.
2: Without a doubt. Isn't it funny? We we talk about this all the time, but like, Justin, when we were in the Elf woods especially, like, we saw, um what are those? Just like the tags, those hunting tags that, like, if you shot something, you'd grab the ribbon and you tie it on a tree and just so that you know your way and um when we were hunting i saw like obviously an old old leftover like it's been there for probably like five years right because the red isn't red anymore it's or maybe it was supposed to be orange but it's kind of like an off uh faint like red color and i was like you know it's so funny i told Justin like we probably people don't buy those anymore Because now they have their phone. No, it's changed.
3: You you know, you could do a whole podcast on that, Lauren. I mean, I kind of feel like we're at an inflection point in the outdoor world just because technology has gotten so more advanced. And you can do Mm -hmm. things that you couldn't before. I mean, you can shoot an elk at, you know, somebody who even is just a normal person can shoot an elk 500 yards away with with the device that you have. And you can um you know out of state people we can't even hunt out west anymore much because of point creep and that's because it's so much easier to do with the online mapping tools and um you know the same goes for the fishing and the way we market now online and through social yeah. media it's just everything it, you know ice fishing i'm not an ice fisherman or or gear or fishing the, the electronics that are available now are just it's insane uh, yeah and you wonder at some point if we're going to have to go, hmm, I wonder if we should think about this.
2: Right, because there was something about, I mean, other than when you lost Fish Boss, but, you know, there is something about being disconnected entirely and having to rely on your human instinct and, you know, just the basic uh you know, tools and, um, I don't know, pros and cons to it because it, you know, for me with the kids, I always will leave and I'll be like, this is where I am. And even with Justin, I'll be like, this is where I am. And, um, yeah,
3: yeah. I agree. I think that's part of the reason we got worried about fish boss as quickly as we did is because you're not used to being out of touch anymore. I don't know how my parents did it. I mean, we were absolutely feral. I mean, we took off
2: (laughs) in the morning and
3: you didn't get back until it was time to eat something.
2: I know. Without That was the same way. We had a place in Colorado that we called Prairie Dog Land, and we just hang out there. It was like this big, I mean, it really was Prairie. We called it Prairie Dog Land because that's exactly what it was. And we just be out there um, in creeks and chasing prairie dogs, and now there's a bunch of homes there, so prairie dog land does no longer exist. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just crazy how, I don't know, I think there needs to be a balance. You know, everything needs to have a balance. And if there's too much of one extreme, I don't think that's healthy. And so I think it's um, a friendly reminder on this podcast is, you know, let's just be good stewards to, um, to these rivers, to these waters, to the fish, even though these laws don't exist, like maybe we should start using our own judgment, you know, like this doesn't feel right. Don't fish reds, not just because it's, it's allowed doesn't mean you should.
3: Yeah. Do you need to catch 30 fish today, even though you can? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You have to remember that, you know, this is all for fun for the most part. And the greatest hunter, fly fisher that ever lived will have less positive impact on the world than a good kindergarten teacher.